0: hello and welcome back to another episode of a trip down Burberry lane i believe this is episode six now uh we're joined once again this time in the room by one of my co-hosts obviously two meters kept at all times dan creasy welcome aboard good evening all. and chris davis great to have you back evening max lovely stuff and how are we all doing sort of loosening lockdown now. Uh you've been out, you've been training anything Chris?
1: Uh nothing of note for me. Just a bit of uh fitness, but no cricket as yet, but I'll be I'll be down the ground soon don't you worry.
2: How's the old hip? Oh,
1: yeah. Good. Good. I'm am lo- losing a few pounds as well.
2: You needed. <laughs> <laughs>
0: What about you, Dan? I've been, uh, one, of, one or two nets, is yeah, it? Yeah,
2: I've been I've been making good use of the of the one to one system up at um, the club. The booking system's great. Uh, the only issue is I'm losing track of how many bookings I'm making. So uh, yeah, I'm trying to keep on top of that at the moment. It's a bit more admin for me, but yeah, it's been great. It actually been really useful, actually, just going out there with one or two. Well, just you and somebody else, and um, I think yeah, you get a lot out of it actually. Just just two of you instead of maybe six or seven people bowling different balls and you're only going to bat for five minutes. So I think you get a bit more time to bat and then you actually have some, it's a lot better better quality practice.
0: Yeah, it's focused practice, which helps. Um, let's get things moving with any club news. I guess we sort of touched on it there, but um, I guess the biggest one is the Nets are open via a booking system. Chris, uh, you've set it up. Do you want to talk around that a little bit?
1: Yeah, I think uh, I think it's working well so far. I think we've had about fifteen, sixteen different people booking at various times. It's been pretty ramo every evening since since we went live, I and mean, I think we were one of the first clubs in Kent to get it up and running. Um, so I know you were keen to that we were prepared and ready to go. So we hit the button on the same day that ECB issued the guidance, which is good. So I mean all Credit to Dave because I know the ground's looking good by all accounts.
0: So, um, yeah, been out there, yeah I think out so. out things,
2: yeah, yeah, I've just seen it. It's outstanding up out there.
0: That's good. Can't wait to get out there if we, uh, if we indeed do. Um, I mean, I guess at times like these, there's not not, much, not a lot else on the uh club news front, is there
2: any um, news on the league or anything like that? I did hear that England were talking about starting their first match, or their first match would be on the 8th of July. That's what they're aiming for. And I can't imagine if England are playing, if England are playing around, then, then grassroots cricket should be probably happening. So that's quite. Yeah. Positive. They're aiming for I've heard, that.
1: I've heard good good signs, but I think the next up, update from the ECB is going to be mid June. So mm-hmm. I think that'll probably be the go or no go in terms of the season. I would have thought.
2: Mm-hmm. Well, I did also. I read, I saw an article the other day about how it's quite. You, they don't think you can. Uh, pass on the disease or contract the disease through sweat so they were talking of i know we've been talking on the subject of saliva and maybe using a wax so uh, these experts in this article i was reading were talking about how possibly we could use sh- uh, sweat to shine the ball so that's on the uh bull shining news um yeah, so that's kind of cool
0: yeah fingers crossed i guess um yeah, anything else bingo night how's that That's bingo night no. Shelved yeah
2: it. i've just i think i've shelved it for now i've just too much <laughs> going on and just too much resistance just coming my way it's just it's forget about it <laughs> the ja- did
0: the jacket arrive uh
2: the jacket did arrive yeah it's there, it's there. Wait, wait, wait to go i might bring it up actually i might I, I'll, be... I'll upload a photo i've got it the new dick of the day jacket yeah perfect yeah so I,
0: I, like there go. I like that uh, good ideas though um Right, let's move on to what we're all here for. Um, this week's guest is a man who I think is most famous for taking 55 wickets for Leeds and Broomfield at an economy of 5.4. Um, has done one or two other things in his cricket career as well, um, including three test matches and absolute bucket loads of first-class wickets. I'm looking at 456 here. Um, we could go on all day, but Martin McCaig, welcome to the podcast.
3: Cheers, gents. How are you all? Welcome aboard.
0: How's uh, how's lockdown treating you? I'll see if you've created a few ashes tests on your driveway.
3: Yes, uh, I'm waiting for Clary to upload the next couple of test matches. Are um, they
0: recorded already? Be,
3: we've we've done the five test match series, uh, and I'm one nil up in the series after the drawn first test. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I'm, I can't wait for him to upload the other lo- the other ones. Good mm. viewing, is it nice?
2: Spagging around a bit. <laughs>
3: <laughs> we'll
0: see. <laughs> no spoilers, please. <laughs> no, good viewing, those. They're really good,
2: Mac. This must be your um, the most important podcast of the week.
3: Uh, yeah, it's up there, Dan. Any yeah. a- anytime <laughs> you're involved in, it'll be important.
2: I saw you had a warm up <laughs> the other day on the Kent Cricket uh, Facebook Live. But obviously, this was the main event of the week. So, mate, it's great for having you here.
3: <laughs> it's just good to be here. <laughs> <laughs> How was that one, Maka? It was good catching up with the, the, the lads, the you know, three really good lads. and all, We all had a great time during the 90s. Um, yeah, it, was, it was good times and uh, it was nice to catch up. We, we, we chatted for about half an hour before we went live. And I really hope they don't record half of that. Um, <laughs> and put it as an outtake but we, we didn't want to stop chatting afterwards and uh, we've all agreed to meet up afterwards and um,
1: have a good catch up later in the summer when we're allowed oh, that's good I wonder if you um you get do you get them tapped up with uh, Marshy for the next leads tour Hedley and Ethan
3: <laughs> well <laughs> the popularity of uh, the tours the B tours we call them aren't we you know, Brighton yeah, uh, yeah, Bournemouth yeah, yeah. Uh, Barbados where uh, where else Blackpool Burnley. who knows <laughs> <laughs> <Bogner>. <laughs> Burnley yeah. um, they might they might struggle to get in the team
2: oh yeah well it doesn't yeah it doesn't really matter as long as they're good drinkers good blokes they're in
0: yeah, show us a few fair enough <laughs> that is the main criteria for that talk. and
2: by the sounds of your last podcast um, yeah I think they made the criteria I think they hit it
3: <laughs> Well, I think at, at the time, we, we weren't big drinkers, but afterwards, when we, uh, when we all finished up, we, we didn't mind partaking. <laughs> <laughs> Dabbled, yeah. <laughs> Dabbled. <laughs>
0: no, lovely stuff. Right, uh, if we get on to the structured part of the, the, um, the podcast, and we'll ask you now, Martin, to sort of introduce yourself and how, and your history with leads. We uh, we guess other people know a little bit about your career beforehand. But talk about us, talk to us about how you how you got involved with the club and how it's gone for you since, basically.
3: Well, I, I really can't remember what year I joined Leeds. Um, I'd actually brought Monty and Clary down to Leeds initially to do um, to be coached, but I, I kind of stumbled across Leeds. I lived in Harwicham, and uh, I, you spoke to John Higgs the other week, and we used to socialise uh, in the workmen's club playing snooker together on Monday nights. And I remember John coming up to me and asking me if I could be vice-president of Haritsham Cricket Club. Um, I thought about it, and I said, listen, if you get a junior section together, I'll, I'll be vice-president, because they didn't have a junior section. I just felt, you know, there's no point in me being a figurehead within a club if, if there's nothing for the future. Mm-hmm. So so John, you know, with a few other people got a junior section together and the rest, they say, is history. As he said, they ended up at uh, leeds brunfield um and that's when my boys were old enough. Uh, I took them down there for coaching. Um, helped out on the odd occasion with Aaron Bailey because I knew him from, uh, from the district stuff. Mm-hmm. So Aaron, you know, asked me to help out a couple of times with with the juniors, um, which is which is all you guys, really. Um, that's how how I stumbled into to you gentlemen, um, <laughs> coaching you at various ages and through Leeds history. Um, but it was interesting. Well, I, I rang James in Ingerfield and uh, I'd pretty well had enough of playing Kent League cricket. Mm. Because I was sick of leaving home at nine o'clock in the morning and not getting home till nine o'clock at the night um, because Premier League cricket uh, was just long, long days. So when I looked at Leeds', fixtures, Leeds and fixtures, I saw that they played Lenham, Marden, Smarden, Birsted, mm. all these local clubs. And I'm like, that's a bit of me <laughs> on a Saturday <laughs> afternoon. You know, one o'clock starts, get there at midday, be home by eight o'clock. And that's perfect. You know, yeah. and that's after being you know, going for a jar afterwards to, to hopefully celebrate a win. So when I rang James and said, oh, I'm thinking of joining the, joining the club, you're okay with that? <laughs> he, he, he'd be kind of like, he thought it was one of the lads taking the mickey. <laughs> he didn't really know what to say he was kind of I, I, I was sure he was going to hang up and say stop taking the Michael and um, but I said listen you know if it's all right I'll come down to training he said oh we don't do training just turn up at, <laughs> Just turn <laughs> then up. Then you're in yeah <laughs> just turn up at Hunton this Saturday oh, and well. Uh, we'll, we'll, have, we'll have a go so I, I rocked up and I think he was still shocked to see me turn up. <laughs> I think he told a few of the lads on the choir and, and when I turned up, Sammy and that was like, bloody hell, what have you done? <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, no, we, we had a really good squad already and, you know, um, ambitious. Was, you know, we, we wanted to... We had to, we'd won a couple of leagues really easy first couple of years and um, then we had to decide whether we were going to um, nurture you guys and develop you guys and, and try and get pro- promotion to Kent League. So we left the, went into the triangular sort of setup and to try to get promotion and, it, and thankfully everything's worked out right. Yeah. And you've ended, you've ended up going back
1: to around those Kent League grounds, which you tried to get away from.
3: Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, It's uh, it's one of those things, isn't it? But I wasn't captain. So when I was, you know, I was always getting to the ground early and, and doing things and putting up sight screens and all that sort of stuff to filling out match day cards and players cards and well, just, and, and the old one, someone pulling out on the morning of the match, you just... You're Right off Friday nights, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, uh, don't envy any captain in, of a cricket team,
0: yeah. So, what was it like on James's podcast? He talked, I think he listed uh, that game at Hunton as one of his worst moments because he, uh, he was mortified about introducing you to the club. Go, oh, it was Sammy's podcast actually.
3: For, for James, I'd already played at Hunton <laughs> for lashings, um, so I knew that the ground was pretty crappy especially the changing room the the pavilion's lovely enough but the change rooms it's like one in one out sort of thing so I knew what I was getting myself into um but you know what I I just I'd played long enough at that level played till I was 40 Mm. um at Kent Premier League and it just comes a point where you just think uh, the body and, and the motivation's not there anymore, but I still love cricket, um, and I was always conscious that I wanted to give something back to the game, mm-hmm. so me coming to Leeds and helping out and developing a club and developing players was was um, was just made all the more easier with the setup
2: I bet you uh, felt, felt a bit of pressure actually, Mako, even though it was obviously a lot lower stand that you were actually playing, but it must have been like a different pressure Uh, I mean I've always noticed whenever I've played with you it's been well for for years it was always you were the big wicket or rightfully so but actually it must have been a a different kind of pressure to go from playing first grade cricket to then a few years later you're playing on village grounds and everyone wants to get you out and everyone's also looking at you to get the runs what was that like
3: well you got to remember that I was a a fast bowler. so I wasn't really a batter. I could hold a, a stick in my hand and, and play straight and, and get some runs here now and, and then. And I never looked at it like pressure to perform. Mm-hmm. I, I was told at a very young age by um, Bob Simpson that pressure is something you put on yourself. No one else does that. It's just you. So when I was turning out for Leeds, it was just like, it was it was fun. And I didn't look at it like, um, I need to score runs, I need to score runs. Because actually, we had a really good team. And if I didn't get runs, I knew someone else would step up. So it wasn't really an issue. Um, so, yeah, and no, I didn't really feel much pressure. I think the opposition just <laughs> talked themselves out of it most of the time. I mean, I was just like anyone else. And I'd turn up to, I'd face, you know, open the batting, the ball swinging about. And they wouldn't have any slips because yeah. <laughs> they're just so uh, single minded on defend, defend, defend and just keep me quiet that yeah. I'd nick one and go for four it's like oh, well there you go you missed your chance <laughs> yeah. yeah so yeah. It, in some ways I, I'd kind of like to think I made it easier for other people to to perform
2: yeah I think you definitely in a, in a way there as well yeah. just on that as well actually if you did get out the, the other team it, you, going into bat, you feel a lot less pressure in a way, because you were the, the big wicket, you're the big wicket, and and they're not really worried about everyone else, I felt at the time. So, actually, when you went into bat after you, it was you're, you're just in there, and then it, you kind of like you didn't feel as much pressure in a way. So, you had that, I think you had that kind of effect as well.
3: Yeah, I mean, I remember we talked about a game I heard, I think it was Sammy when. Jeff and Sammy won a game at Linton Park when Linton Park were Copperhoo we were at the top of the yeah, league with them, and it was you know to get promotion from that Invicta League in that first year, or, or win well, I can't even remember what what division it was. But they were I got to forty chasing one forty, and they were cockerhoop, you know, when I was the fifth man out. Um, but then they, Sammy and Jeff just put it you know, put on a great partnership, never gave another chance, and we won the won the game easy, and that. That was kind of how it was. Someone would always step up, and we had good experienced players and some good young players as well. So it was. Um, I enjoyed the balance and the blend of players that were around me. It was good fun. Yeah, it was.
0: From personal experience, it was nice to bat around you, from my point of view, because you'd always sort of. You never had to look after the run rate. <laughs> if you get <laughs> you, you, you were always if if ever. Which was never really the case, but if ever things were a bit tight on rate, I don't know. I never felt the pressure to, to be the one who was going to do anything at
1: Particularly when you were opening with him. It was very nice.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: it is. And you're playing and missing down the other end. Yeah. <laughs>
2: we still, got, still <laughs> got eight or five. Yeah, when Maka was on, 100 on and, you were, and you were still in the single figures.
3: That was Dom. That yeah. was Dom. Uh, the partnership. <laughs> That's was Dom what was the partnership I the partnership and Dom got 10 not out <laughs> <laughs> uh, cricket right
0: there yeah, I had a similar one with GD last year as well <laughs> <laughs> right fantastic uh, Martin if we lead us in with uh, your favourite team moment in Leeds and Broomfield shirt then please
3: my favourite uh Team moment was winning Division One Sunday Village League in 2017.
2: Um, yeah, I remember that. I remember that well.
3: It was, it was, uh, it was a strange one. I, I took over the captaincy um, because there was no one else. <laughs> yeah. And you know, the first game of the year, we struggled to get eleven people out there. But one of the, my philosophies was that if you To play every week you will get a go so blokes who would normally bat 11 and not get a look in on a on a on a saturday i'd chuck i mean i chucked um, marcus prime in at three one game and he and he didn't know what to do and it was (laughs) it's just like the dizzy heights of three and you know someone would bat um eight one game three the next or open the batting and just, I just wanted people to experience different match situations. Mm, yeah. So, so you know, so they felt different pressures in different positions, um, and they learnt. Sundays was about, well, it was we called it Skill Sunday. Skill yeah. Sunday, yeah. yeah. The birth. Um,
0: Skill Sunday.
3: Skill Sunday. We just we, when you were bowling, I wanted you to work on slower balls. I wanted you to try and bowl to plans. You know. Just little things, and somehow we got to the last game of the year, we were in third position. We were playing the team that was second, and Littlebourne were top, and we knew if we beat Edgerton last game of the year, and Littlebourne slipped up, we'd win the league, and we were in all sorts of trouble that last um, day. Uh, I think we were I dropped 104, 104, I remember that. that. We were 30 for five or something yeah it was it was it was a really
1: the, wet deck wasn't it
3: yeah we ended up getting mm. 330 yeah, in and smashed 80 harry hulian got runs um yeah it just it's crazy we got 331 really easy and then we we're sitting in the dressing room waiting for any sort of information and someone from edgerton came in and in, knocked on the door and said, "Little born of lost guys, congratulations!" And it was like, "Wow, brilliant!" <laughs> so, um, yeah, that was that was a really good year because I just had a very young Ed Scrivens who, you know, stood tall, won the bowling award. Um, George and Max, who both scored amazing centuries in that in that year against good cricketers. Because the, the one thing about the Kent League Division One, you were playing against Premier League cricketers, yeah, and it was. Good content yeah. between bat and ball every week, and I think everyone who played learnt a lot
1: hundred
3: percent I think that's re- yeah. it's
1: really interesting that you say that maka because I think two points I think sometimes firstly Sundays gets a bad rep, but as you say in that top division there are proper cricketers yeah and um, so to win to win that league is a is a proper feat, but then also it's interesting because James said that his favorite moment was also winning a um, uh, sunday league div 7 the fir- the first one that kind of set Leeds on its way so it's really interesting it's quite nice yeah that, that yeah they kind of to win seven leagues over a course of sort of 12 years on a sunday um, finishing with the top one is 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 quite
3: nice well i'd hate to think be- between saturday elevens and sunday elevens how many promotions we've had in the last 15 years it's crazy
0: it's probably more than one year.
3: Yeah. Oh, easily.
2: Well, eight with the, easily. Eight of the first, the seconds of one have won
0: They've gone up three or four, three at or least.
2: One. And we're in Div Seven with Ingerfield and then you've won the top oh, one, so. Christ, yeah. So so twenty-ish. So you're looking just below
0: twenty.
3: Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's a good effort for a club of Leeds and Boroughfield size.
0: Yeah. So slightly different picture from when you rocked up then, man.
3: <laughs> yeah, but you could see. Um, the fundamentals of the club were really strong. Um, a Good committee, um, forward thinking committee and a good youth set up and no club in, you see all these clubs around us disappearing. It's because the old boys have hung on too long and not let the youngsters have a go and they've not filtered them into the team. Mm-hmm. So the kids have just said, Oh, sod this, I'd rather do something else on my Saturday. Whereas Leeds have been very strong at, getting the blend right and putting people in, in teams um, and giving them opportunities to perform and not just, you know, oh, you're coming in this week and you're batting 11 and, you, and you're just going to field and you're not going to bowl. Mm. You know, if, you, if you're good enough, you'll get a go. Yeah. Um, and, and that's it's just something that we've got to keep doing. And, and I, you know, Aaron Beatty was very good with the juniors um, and, and identifying them and putting them in, talking them up. Um and now you've got Dan doing the same thing with, with the, the kids that are coming through the next generation. So I mean Leeds is in a great place, so it's 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 good to see.
0: Yeah, I think juniors always seem to come through in waves. And for me it's always those waves are always when you sort of your players are involved in the in their coaching. So I think yeah when our generation came through with myself, Dan and Chris it was James Ingerfield and Darren. Um, yeah. Look at the next generation um, with...
2: Aaron and Guy Well, man. yeah.
0: With Monty, George Davis, uh, Mustil, Don Smith, and et cetera. That was, I think, yourself, uh, Aaron and a few others were involved. And obviously, George and Chris, you are involved in some of that as well. And then you've got a few lads from Ed's year when I think me and, me and Dan looked after that side from about 2015. I think it's so important to have a real strong connection between the senior playing sides, and, and yeah, and you look at the gaps in between. There's, right?
3: nothing, there's nothing worse for a youngster to come into a side and not know anyone. Mm-hmm. But at least if he's got a senior player there that knows his ability and is able to talk to him, and make him feel relaxed,
0: yeah. and let
3: him enjoy and and partake. Um, that's that's the key. Mm-hmm. If you don't
2: have a junior section, if you uh, if you don't have a junior section. Or you're working on your junior section. Within ten, fifteen years, there's an there's a chance you won't have a club.
0: Oh, it doesn't take that long sometimes. Yeah. yeah,
2: I mean, you think like in thirty, in fifteen years, I'll be forty-five, you'll be forty. It's just, and then if you ever don't have that next second wave of people, and you haven't put the effort into your juniors, there's no chance that there won't actually be a club, or you won't be playing at a standard anymore.
3: Yeah, yeah. For sure. Well, you already, you already. I look at old Kent League cricket handbooks and look at the teams that were in sort of first second division 15 years ago and, now, and I'm looking and thinking well, they're not even in the Kent league now yeah good. and a lot of them yeah. yeah. not having a junior set who's that
0: Hartley Bromley Bromley still got well, Hart,
3: Hartley, Hartley had a good good cool. setup but, yeah. you know I mean someone like Gore Court where I was at just yeah. the, the juniors were awful you know, we didn't have a junior section, and I was, and you got Upchurch up the road who had a fantastic oh. junior section, and so Upchurch had gone up the road, up up the ladder, and Gore Court are below us now. You know,
2: well, it, be, it, was, it was sad playing Gore last year a little bit in a way. It in was a way very sad yeah. because I think mean, they took yeah. nine players or something. Like that. Their, was- their
0: captain's like fair play to him because he's scrambling around all week to get nines and tens together, and he's he's letting. Yeah. T- To's have the players so they can fulfil two fixtures and not go out of business basically. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But I mean a club like Gorecourt shouldn't be shouldn't have to be doing no. that. so yeah.
1: Well we're we're lucky at Leeds there's so many people, you know, over the last twenty years and still who who are willing to put it in on a on a Sunday morning. Yeah. Um to keep feeding the club.
3: Mm. Yep, yeah,
2: exactly. File.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: Next question, Max.
0: Next question. Right. We'll take you on a downer now. Worst team moment, please, Martin.
3: Well, the worst one for me was played it I think it was Old Wilsonians, up uh, up in London somewhere. Um and Longie just threw the towel in. Um
2: <laughs> the, the, I was
3: uh, waiting for this one to come shirt, up. Oh already saw The shirt came off. Oh old out else. The kicked old it off.
0: Oh was.
3: Room. Fortunately for him, he couldn't find the key to get our, get away. And we took a drinks break and I was able to go and calm him down. But <laughs> it wasn't a highlight of my Leeds playing days. Um, it was just one of those things that I think we all put pressure on that year to to get promotion. And the game wasn't going our way. And yes, everyone was trying. I think Longy dropped a catch off one of their big players. And, you know, normally we'd just sort of turn around and laugh it off, But... This day, there was a few. There wasn't sniggers, and I just think everyone just took it the wrong way, and it just didn't. It didn't. Didn't seem to me, you know, the mateship of Leeds. That was a really bad day. Mm-hmm. Um, fortunately, we all got back on track pretty quickly. Um,
2: yeah, he came back as well.
3: Yeah, as he well came Fair back to him. yeah, Yeah, and, and I, you can see it from his point of view why, why he did what he did. Yeah, you know, but um, yeah, it wasn't a highlight of, of my Leeds and Broomfield playing days. That's for sure. I can imagine. Yeah,
2: we did win that game.
3: We did. I think
0: George got fancy. i lower down the order. Um, I remember that. Um, we
2: did
0: win. What's that, Chris?
1: I think we did. We, we ended up winning. Yeah, I think we had I to. Think, I think.
0: I think we had to, win, got to, to win to win. stay up. Yeah, that was it. Oh, that was it. Yeah, we were on a really, we were on our worst
3: run in like ten years. Yeah,
2: it? and Hollywood was Hollywood was there, Chris.
3: yeah, I think Neil Dibben got five, didn't he? Um, yeah, day. It yeah, was that, a hot
0: day. Yeah. He came <laughs> back, came back with a second spell, which is unheard of before or since, really. But I remember his second <laughs> <spell> was, uh, <laughs> was one to remember. Um, yeah, I, th- I know I was involved in the, in the Longy event there. So let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> um, so your favourite personal moment or performance,
3: please, Martin. Got to be I, I, it. I, you know what? It's, it, I've got lots. Um, I, I think the, the, the biggest thing for me is I'm not... That's it now. I've, I said I'd play to 50. Um, and I, I just know that I, I gave something back to the game. So, for me, that's probably my biggest achievement, is that I've left the club in a really good place. Yeah. Um, but I will still be around the club, obviously. I'm not going to...
0: Yeah.
3: You know, I haven't hung up the deck chair uh, or the esky yet. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> I will be down there barricing you all on. Yes. Very- I, I think if there's any one moment where we... We won the league on the Saturday and we were meant to play a Sunday match against Harwell at home last... Day of the year, I remember getting a taxi home at about five o'clock in the morning from Lashings, and I really did not want to play that following day. I was really struggling um because it was horrible. I thought, right, I'm turning up. I remember we lost the toss and they put us in because they knew we were all hanging. And um I went went out to bat, and there was this one bloke. I remember his son was. Mm-hmm. Uh, was bowling and he's actually he was actually a reasonable bowler but his dad was at backward point and he did not shut up yeah. and I was quite happy I started off just swinging from the bootlaces sort of thing not just I just wanted to get out of there I was so tired hungover it, was, it just did not want to be there but this bloke just did not shut up I actually turned around to their keeper when I got to about 30 and I said you know what I could have easily just given my wicket away, but because he won't shut up, I'm now going to concentrate. <laughs> and I'm pleased to say I made a double hundred. <laughs> <laughs> and I walked off that park and he still did not shut up. He was with, uh, <laughs> not yeah. out. And we bowled him out for not many. I think I wicket kept for the first time ever and caught him standing up and giving him a proper send-off. <laughs> he might was, be the I've um, played against, to be fair, yeah. He's yeah. That was one of my favourite moments. Was, uh Yeah, I could have easily given that one away, but uh,
0: <laughs> yeah, that was,
3: um, that was your that was your second double hundred, wasn't it, Mac? It was, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember the the first one was tough. Um We ended up getting four hundred and nearly lost the game. <laughs> yeah, uh, they they were they were cruising and. I, I remember i come on to bowl and came round the wicket and the bloke smashed one back and hit the non-striking batsman mm. on the four and it just popped up to me and he was, he was on a hundred um, and going some. Mm. And the ball just hit the non-striker and popped up to me, caught and bowled. thank you very much. And that's just like, well, there you go. Mm. It's your, day, day, it's your day. It's your day. day. <laughs> I think that might be, I think, I think they now called that dead ball
1: now. Do that? I might be wrong. Oh, I, think, really? I think, I think. I think that's a recent rule change. Yeah. Wow. Or, or no, or no. I might be wrong, or I might be. You couldn't, if it hit their helmet, you couldn't be out. But now, if it does hit their helmet, you can be out. Something like that. Okay. Oh, nice. Yeah. Uh... A yeah, bit of a re- relevant knowledge for you there. Thank
3: <laughs> you, hey, Chris. Well, you're all over it. Not. <laughs> I don't have to worry about it anymore.
0: <laughs> yeah. Another busy day at work, was it, Chris?
3: Are you? Oh, it <laughs> was. Yeah.
1: I am. Yeah. I. Am. Yeah.
0: We'll deal with that offline, actually. <laughs> Uh, right, this is the one... Uh, actually, no, worst personal moment we've got to do first.
3: Uh, right. Well, my worst personal moment was probably calling the umpire at Westgate uh, a cheat. I remember batting about six feet outside my crease. Um, and uh, I got hit in the pad. And I remember just being stood there to show, identify how far down the wicket I was. And he, he'd he gone up with a bowler. He had his finger up before I'd even had a chance. And <laughs> I remember walking past him and saying, uh, I said, listen, mate, do yourself a favour. You, you stay home Saturdays and make your wife's life miserable seven days a week rather than ruining my Saturday. <laughs> 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 and uh, I remember Longy, ch- again, he was captain charging on the pitch and he was backing it up like... you. You cheat, and I said, "Long, you just leave." They're desperate to win, mate. Just don't worry about it. Well, I think win. that was George, George Davis's debut as well that that day. That, yeah, that, I seem that, to remember it. I
1: think was that the same day Sammy hit a six. Didn't happen <laughs> into the into <laughs> the tennis courts.
3: Yeah, yes, <laughs> that was a close game. I think we we just fell short, didn't we?
2: Yeah, a
3: couple of runs. Yeah. yeah. I didn't play that one.
2: That happened a lot, Macker, actually. I think, in my experiences, you're obviously the big wicket, and a lot of the time, anything that you, you were back, basically batting without any pads. If it hit your pads, nine times out of 10, you were going to get given. And I don't it did if, change the.
3: It I don't did change,
2: if, the, change the, way the, appeal, the way people were appealing, or the intensity of the appeal was like open, was turning the umpire. But yeah, it happened. It just seems to happen quite a bit where we'd be sitting on the side and, okay, we haven't got the best view. But you think, oh, don't know
3: about that, and uh, yeah, cool. Yeah, I mean, I I used to walk as well. So you know, if I nicked one, off oh, I'd go. Yeah, you know. So, to, if I didn't know, if I knew, I didn't nick it. No, and, and someone would give me a real mouthful. It was well, oh, okay, mate. <laughs> yeah, yeah <laughs> whatever. Yeah, yeah, but, um, yeah. It was. It was mainly the London sides that really give you any stick. Um. The rest of the sides, you know, throughout the whole of Kent were all fairly good, you know, good matches, good-natured, played in the right spirit. Um, It's just when you went to London, I don't know why, it just seemed a bit different up there.
0: Yeah, no, I remember some encounters, definitely. Uh, Let's not dwell on that, though. Um, We'll get on to the one we've all been waiting for. Your favourite moment off the field in a pub or just
3: any field set? (laughs) Oh, where do you start? I mean, do you start with the tour of Brighton, Bournemouth? Um, I mean, obviously, <laughs> the tours have been great fun. And that's the only way you'll get me back playing cricket is if you, you keep <laughs> doing these tours. Um, <laughs> so, there's your incentive to get me out in the park again, Dan. Yeah. Um, Don't worry. I think if, once we're allowed, we'll, uh, we'll get something in for this year, mate. I think one of the the best days was we won down at Hawking and I remember we only chased in 110 or something like that but we no 140 or something but we knew we only had to get to 110 because of the points system Mm. would have guaranteed we went up as champions Mm -hmm. I remember getting to the magical number and could see everyone on the, on the balcony at Hawkinge with a beer in their hand. I'm thinking, hang on, <laughs> yes, we've won, but there's still 30 runs to get here. So I quickly lobbed one up in the air just so I could get, get on the source. <laughs> 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 and uh, yeah. and the folks were rushing for their pads. And we ended up losing the game, but I don't think anyone cared. But, <laughs> but that was the night we went to the uh, pub in Charing. And... We were doing shots, and I mean, that was a crazy, crazy night in Charing. We went there because the twos it had, had played somewhere. We were on their way back from Hawkins, so we got off the M20 at Ashford, and we. And I think they were coming from Canterbury, so they from some. Can- so they were coming over the Charing Hill. So we decided just to meet in Charing. We just had a an impromptu night. Let's say it was a big night, and the publican, to be fair, shut the doors and just let us keep going. So um, <laughs> that, was, that was probably the biggest night um, in, in a lead shirt. It was funny, funny night. There has been some videos appeared from that recently. I think Darren Hunt took some videos and I've, I've seen it crop up somewhere. I don't know where I've seen it, but um, it'd be interesting to get those videos out again, because they, they were funny nights. We'll have to get those leaked.
1: Yeah, if Darren's listening, get, get yeah. them out. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> For sure, um, yeah, I'm sure there's many more we can mention. But um if we move on to your Dream Six aside
3: leads team, uh, oh. Oh. <laughs> well, well, I, I I did two, and I'm only going to tell you one. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so I did, I did a Legends side yeah. um, that I that I think would be competitive against a side that I think should represent the club now so the team that I'm going to give you is pretty well if we're playing at the moat and you wanted six people to represent okay. Leeds yeah. these are the six I think currently would uh-huh. give a good account of themselves um, I'd have Max as captain um, just through sheer weight Benefit, of runs and skills
2: Max was just fist bumped <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> and obviously love it so uh, him, him opening up with George Davis I mean that, that could be carnage um, again he could, a good all rounder both bat and ball hits the ball a long way and gets around the field um, three that have Monty um, oh, I saw him in a six side we, we played in a a side tournament last year and, oh, my word, he hits some of the biggest sixes the, that I've ever seen. And this, these people at the club are like, no one's ever hitting that far. And I'm, I'm, if I'm not lying, I just think, oh, my God, if he could get consistent and just not try and hit ball one for six, <laughs> give himself six overs to get, get himself in, he could be, he yeah. could be a, a game changer on a Saturday. Sure. Um, next one, I would have Harry Houlian. In there as my keeper,
0: yes, please.
3: Um, just such a talented young lad, and I can see him going a very, very long way in the game. He just needs to give up other sports, <laughs> stop getting injured. <laughs> yeah, two ankle breaks, <laughs> ankle went... years, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It just it, it will slow his progression down, and someone will overtake him if he's not careful. Um, in possession, as nine tenths, and when you're a keeper. Yeah. You know, there's not too many decent, you know, ones around. But if, if you start to get overlooked, then it's, it's hard to get back. So, it's not like being a bowler or a batty. You've, you've just got to make every chance count when you're a keeper. Particularly in Kent. It just
1: seems to be so many good keepers in Kent, than not there, really? over the years? Yeah,
3: yeah absolutely. And um, you've just got a history of producing them. So Hopefully, he'll be another one. Yes, fingers crossed for him um next i would have ed scrivens yes. need need a spinner um and and a quality one at that so yeah I'll re- ed's you know his focus, determination and you know just sheer will to get better as a cricketer mm. um i just think he's outstanding and and he, again he just needs to just keep doing what he's doing i mean the one great thing about this sport I, I know myself i didn't get picked up till i was 19 years old so you just gotta keep persistent and just stick at it and you get performances you know week in week out then people start to turn their heads and look and um, big clubs start to look at you and they talk about you and i think Ed could go a long way I agree Thank and you. last but not least um this was a hard, hard one, but I'm going to go with Clary only because I've seen him play in the winter and he's improved no end. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I've been really impressed with his, again, focus and determination. Um, unfortunately, he's not doing too well in the backyard ashes at the moment. but um, <laughs> <laughs> And I, I do feel for him. He's had a re- him and Owen have had a really good... Um, constructive time in, in australia they haven't wasted their time out there they've gone out there and learnt a lot yeah. um and they're both chomping at the bit to get into it and unfortunately this virus has put paid to anything but mm-hmm. you know i'm looking forward to watching watching him bat and bowl later in the year yeah, so well didn't we yeah.
2: back here? We, i saw you just uh for a couple of minutes yesterday and we i just throwing balls at him in the nets and yeah he, he does look like he's come back a much better play. The Australia trip's done him a world good. He looks
0: like
3: he works with his batting a lot. Is that right? He has, yeah. I mean, they, they chucked him up to open the batting. And I, the, the couple of games I watched it wasn't easy because it's white balls, 25 overs, 50 over matches, but white ball at each end. And these balls yeah. in 30 degrees and humidity, they would go around corners. So rather than a right-handed nick off, they put... Clary in, because he was the only left-hander. Yeah. And he just, he got stuck in. and He batted for 30 overs one day, and, I'm, <laughs> and I was, it was 35 degrees, it was baking on. I'm thinking, he's going to melt out there. <laughs> but, you know, he stuck at it. He was the last man out, um, which was a great effort. I mean, the club struggled, because they were all young. But yeah. I think that club all stick together. They're all sort of between... 17 and 21. If they all stick together, they'll be a very, very good team. And again, this would be good, good cricketers probably going to play for Queensland.
2: Yeah, he loves um, it. That's the best thing about Clary, as well, how much he loves it. He's got that oh, my, passion for yeah. it. I it and it's lovely just to
3: say, yeah. yeah. i tell you what I've really enjoyed um, with the lockdown. I've been locked down with Clary. <laughs> um, and it's the first, would you believe, in all the years it's the first time either of my kids have sort of sat down and talked cricket with me you mm-hmm. know um, and, and, I, and you know i think they have always just looked at me as dad rather than yeah. the cricketer because they never yeah. really saw me play um apart from a saturday and and now i'm getting you know videos put in front of me so what happened here what <laughs> you know you know warney getting a hat trick and you're the second week what, was, what were you thinking? Oh, I was a flipper and I really wasn't, wasn't thinking, you know. But it's the first time we've actually talked cricket and I've really enjoyed the lockdown talking about cricket. So, um,
0: well, yeah, that's, good. that's something I really enjoy about Clary. He's just a pretty pure infectious enthusiasm for the game. Oh,
3: yeah, just,
0: yeah. that like,
3: yeah.
0: knows no ends at the moment. So I think that will take you a long uh, way. Mm.
3: So that's my stick. That's, that's-
0: my
1: stick. Matt, that's that's obviously really strong. How? And I know Dan's got his questions, but given given you you read those six names and obviously other names, how how far do you think Leeds can go?
3: All stick together and keep doing what we're doing. I don't think Div One. I was looking at the I was looking at the um, all the tables and all the the clubs above us, um, and I, I look at them and think, no junior section, paying players no junior section, on the decline. You know, I I honestly think even the division above, we've played against every one of those clubs and we all know they've had overseas players Mm -hmm. um, and there's been a few people probably on the, you know, a few brown envelopes on a Saturday afternoon. That will eventually run out and you'll probably find this year more than any with, yeah, I think we're going to hit a pretty dark time ahead and there's going to be a few businesses thinking... Actually, I, t- I don't want to stick my hand in the pocket to give some average cricketer, yeah. you know, a hundred quid a Saturday. So I think you'll find, you know, that will that will change. Um, that's one of the crazy things about me. How many teams accused Leeds of paying me over the years has been hilarious. Oh, really? you know, I, 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 oh yeah. I remember, Chris, you were there once, weren't you, when, uh, a team said something and he went and yeah. I gave yeah. my sub, I gave you my subs 12 quid <laughs> they went That's right. shouldn't it be the other way round mm. and I went no mate I pay my subs every saturday you know <laughs> I'm not here to milk the system yeah. I play for the love of the game that and would, they were shocked they were like wow That would be so interesting
2: if we if we do get a season in or half a season wherever it happens some of these, all these clubs aren't going to have overseas, are they? And also, are they going to have enough time to then? Well, I suppose they will have time, but then to start paying players and get people in and what deals? Wow. Do you know what I mean? Could be a bit of a. It could be very. Yeah, interesting.
0: Well, you look at the league this year. You've got Hawkington <laughs> are always quite reliant. Cowdery always heavily invest on overseas. stuff yeah. Um. Well, Minster obviously aren't in our league, but. But yeah, it should be interesting what? Um. Yeah, Th- those in our league obviously. Who else is there? Bexley Heath, I don't know if
3: Faisal's an overseas or not, but... Um, <clears throat> I you... d- don't know. He's, yeah. yeah. But, it, yeah, it'd be interesting to see what happens, you know. And the thing about Bexley Heath, they're, they're quite an old team. So, they're not getting younger, more youthful. And, <laughs> you know, you can put more pressure on them in the field and things like that, you know. It's... I, I think Leeds is, is the next five years has still got a long way to go. As long as you all stick together and, and enjoy the game, that's, that's the key. I do think there's
0: the appetite for it. I don't see many, many of the group really leaking away. No. Um, well, I hope not anyway. Um, just yeah. going
2: back, Mac, on that thing that you just reminded me of something. You know, you just said, oh, someone said to you something while you were playing. Do you ever remember that period when, I don't know what happened, I think you might be keeper or slip or something? And you were chatting or something was, uh, and uh, the batsman turned around to you and I was just like joking at how many test matches have you played, like, as a joke. Do you remember that?
3: He did. Yeah. Yeah. Three, actually. And I, <laughs> and Sorry, actually. So I check with his mate. I said, oh, I actually
2: played three. And yeah. At the end of the, I don't know end what the he over I remember that at the point <laughs> just thinking, what, what does that, why did he say that? What an idiot. Like, I, I, I don't know if he was trying to he undermine you or do something, but yeah, it was a bit like strange. and. Oh, I, I yeah,
3: he, he, then he went and checked with a non-striking batsman, and the batsman said, "Yeah, mate, yes."
2: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, that was it. I think what happened: the guy was just dogging out, and I think he was just batting up, just blocking everything. And I think you said, "Oh, it's not Test match cricket or something like that." And he turned around and said to yeah, you, "How many Test matches you play? Like to like, you'd know what Test match cricket is. <laughs> and I remember just chuckling past it for the next half hour. I think. It was, <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: yeah. anyway, oh, that's fantastic. <laughs> Oh, I forgot about that one, that was funny, yeah. <laughs> can't remember what team it was either.
2: I can't remember, yeah. I don't did leads, but yeah, it was brilliant. <laughs> yeah.
3: Yeah, we uh we did t-
0: at the start of this these podcasts, we tended to ask people what their ambition for twenty twenty was with the club or personally. Um so obviously that might be a little bit out of the window depending on how the season goes, but what are you looking to get from either this year or next year for the club?
3: Well I I'll just yeah, I was just thinking either this year or next year I think good enough to get promotion um, so yeah I'll be there to on the sidelines watching and cheering you all on and obviously
2: Helping as well Macca. you're very good at I think yeah, you, you could speak for the role of definitely coaching or whether that's just individually and you've helped me even just the other day when you saw me and you said this and you noticed something and it oh, made yeah. a big difference and I think
3: Well, I I did say to you when I was coaching you all those years ago, Dan, about trigger movements, trigger movements, and you said to me, oh, George said I need a trigger movement. And I said, Dan, what what was one of the things I used to say to you about putting the cigarette out, putting the cigarette out,
0: putting the cigarette out? out." Yeah. Yeah, I don't want to uh, blow smoke up your ass here too much, but um, you literally flicked a switch in my batting. It was away at at, uh, Westgate, and I got... I think I was opening with you at the time. And I got one of probably four or five LBWs that year. Um, and I was very side on, trying to be very correct. I think I was 18, 19, well, I was probably twenty, twenty-one actually. So just trying to get better, but by being more technically correct and working on that, and you said, just, just open yourself up and hit the ball.
3: <laughs>
0: and I ended up getting a lot more chest on. It opened up the whole ground. I think from averaging about 22, I think that pretty much doubled the next year from then on basically
3: yeah. um
2: yeah i think i think maca definitely like especially in five years we've got we've, if you're around and monty and clary will definitely be around you've you just got a wealth of knowledge and experience that we can tuck into and i think and you're and you're so easy to talk to and so willing to offer that knowledge i think if anyone has any problems definitely if you see or hear or give, well give.
3: just little things like that that video that clary put online last night i looked at your looked at you and, and WhatsApp to you straight away and said, mate, open that front leg up. <laughs> you, yeah. you, you're not getting, you're putting the front leg across, you know, just little yeah. things like that. I will just send you a little text and just say exactly. that. But the one thing I've always been is approachable. And you, you know anyone in the club can come and say to me, can you just give me half an hour? And I always will. Yeah. So, you know, it's... Uh, <laughs> I I was very fortunate when I was young that I would go and ask I had you know legends of a game you know Bob Massey and and people like that um, just to talk to you know on a one on one basis and say can you just give me a, some advice on this and um, and they never said no everyone mm. it was always about improving the game and uh, on a whole but improving p- people's games as well so. Um, so I'll always do the same back. Sometimes, you know, you can say it over and over and over, and it becomes a bit of a repeat message. Um, <laughs> Mac, a bit.
1: I just that immediately just think you're just walking down, tapping the pitch, just going head, Your head.
3: <laughs> 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 well, if you could, if you can see it from the other end, yeah. <laughs> I'm and I'll go to the end of the over. I'm not going to give him another five balls and say. And then say to you, your head's going, your head's going. <laughs> I will go down and say just one word. <laughs> and that's yeah. sometimes it takes.
1: But I think it got to the, it got to the point that season, Matt, because it was basically every game where you, d- you just looked at me, I looked at you, and both nodded, and both realised <laughs> you were just saying in your head, head. <laughs>
3: <laughs> well that's a good thing if you can if you knew before I'd even said it because you, you could feel it then you knew it's a it's a feel so
1: no, I, was, I was grateful to have you at the other end for four or five years
3: yeah no it was good fun
0: good mm. fun where do we all stand on that sort of advice in the middle of a game because I I'm always willing to hear it but I'm always a little bit careful to try and almost Change how someone's batting halfway through a game. Do you, do you? Yeah. How would you approach it, Martin? You're obviously quite willing to I, do it, and you help me. So. I, I,
3: didn't, I didn't. I mean, there's no point someone struggling for no. a couple of overs, and then it, the detriment to the club, to the team, is wasting three or four overs, and you can see they're struggling and just beating themselves up. Sometimes you just got to go down there and just say, "Listen, just open the front leg up." Get your head down towards looking towards a bowler, or you're picking your bat up towards gully. You know, just little things like that, or or yeah. simple things like he's bowling big against swingers. Try and take uh, a middle stump guard and try and get outside the line. Yeah, Um just little things like that, just to try and help. Yeah, you know, yeah, little little, little, yeah, little cues. I mean,
2: it could be like get your elbow up or like just a little one or two words and that's enough I think, yeah Mm. definitely
3: even the even the bowlers I mean you know I always felt that Neil bowled too straight when I first got to the club because he dominated um, probably school cricket and stuff by bowling people you know, and just beating them at a sheer pace. And we knew that if he's going to go up the levels, you'd have to stop bowling at the stumps and try and get the slips involved and try and be more patient. Mm-hmm. The great thing about 50 overs cricket is if, if you're more patient as a bowler than the batter and you've got the field set right, then something's got to give. And it's usually the batter's got to take a chance. So, <laughs> you know... Just trying to get that through to Neil and make him be more patient, I think he reaped the rewards over time um, with more fifers um, at less cost per wicket as well.
0: Definitely. I definitely think
3: no he's a steady operator rather than
0: a sort of fiery um, one week on one week. Might go at fives and sixes, but might get you four. Yeah. But he uh, regularly, you won't see too many games where he doesn't take two for and he won't go yeah. four and a half four on our little ground. That's pretty good numbers. Um, it is. It's uh, not easy to bowl at Leeds sometimes. Yeah, yeah. Um, Tell me about it. Right, we've sort of uh, casually jumped into our questions section uh, from the outside. Right. But another one here. This one comes in from Dom Smith and one I'm really interested in. Um, after a poor performance, is there an important balance between accepting things happen and moving on or should there always be a focused post-mortem after a loss? How do you approach that sort of thing?
3: You think as a team or, or as an individual?
0: Well, yeah, let's do a bit of both. So you know our group, well, as well, but at the same time, how do things affect you?
3: Well, individually, um, I never really let it get to me. Um, I just knew that the next game was going to be a different game as long as I kept my skill levels up and I was working as hard as I could, then there was no excuse. I knew it it would eventually turn around. But when it comes to a team, sometimes you've just got to accept that they might have bowled better than you. They, they perform their skills better than you. And, but individually, if you've keep making the same mistakes, you keep getting caught on the hook and, then people start to say, oh, he gets gets out like that every week now. Um, Then you still have to start to review what you're doing within the team and and how you need to work on that facet of your game. But sometimes, I remember remember playing at Kent against Northampton. We, We set them 430 on the last day and they got it for two. And, you know... I think it was Kevin Curran and Richard Montgomery both got big hundreds and we tried absolutely everything. And we came off that path. And I remember the coach, John Wright, going absolutely mental at us. And I remember Marshy just turned around and said, John, some days you just got to accept that they were better than us and they battered out their skins and and they did. So, you know, as long as you can review it and, and, Hopefully you don't keep reviewing it and say they just played better than us. Because at the end of the day, if they just played better than you, then that's a long season. <laughs> so um, yeah. it's a tricky one, really. I just, just think you move on to the next game and just try and improve your skills yeah. marginally every time. Don't dwell on it.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I'm sort of a school for where it's a skills game. You can. You can say a lot of things, but you've got to turn up and execute your skills and Mm -hmm. things will more often than not go in the balance of how you do that more than anything else.
3: Yeah, Um, I mean, Clary asked me a question the other day and I'm going to name drop here. When I was at the Cricket Academy, we met Don Bradman and one of the young batters asked him a question and said, when you were struggling for form, did you go get the, the, the stump and the golf ball up against the back, you know, the back wall? And, and Don Bradman turned around to him and said, I'll have to stop you there, young man. He said, I was never out of form. <laughs> and he said, well, what do you mean by that? He said, I wasn't out of form. It was, I just knew I was going to score runs. And if you keep telling yourself you're going to score runs, you will score runs. Mm. And he got that mentality mm. of just believing he was never going to get out and maybe that's something that you know with the modern game people have got more belief in playing these ramp shots and stuff and yes they get out but you know they trust themselves a lot more than they used to definitely and as long as you trust yourself when you go out that your skill sets in place you will score runs because you're mentally that's that's the battle
1: yeah. yeah, was it St- Stuart Broad says ninety percent, ten percent skill, ninety percent mind. Yeah, absolutely.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, we got we've got as you probably would expect a million questions, but I'm trying to just filter a few here. Um, some are a bit X-rated. Uh, um, <laughs> <laughs> uh one from Mr. O'Connell, who would win in a pint drinking contest, first to seven? This is between you and Monty. Monty.
3: <laughs> no, absolutely no question
0: really <laughs> yeah, yeah he's, on, he's on some good form with that yeah, <laughs> uh,
3: yeah I've seen him at the, the latter end of those and uh, yeah I, I don't want to I don't I don't want to do it anymore that's the thing <laughs> yeah, I don't yeah. feel I need to do yeah. you know those sort of things what anymore. about you at
0: your prime your prime pintsman sort of years
3: uh, well you all know about my 72 pints of Guinness in a weekend in, That's in Dublin. We've got lined up.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, who, who, who was the, the best best drinker around the county in England circuit? It was it you, Mac?
3: I have no idea, mate. You, know, you can only go on... I mean, Richard Ellison loved a pint. A um, pint of ale. Marshy. You know, Morgans and Coke. Um, it wasn't, we, we, we did it on our nights off. Usually Monday nights were the only nights that we could have the rest of the time. We didn't really, no one got stupid. It was, you know, you'd, you go have a, have a couple of pints, a couple of or a glass, a couple of glasses of wine with dinner. And then you, you, you're at, you, you're off to bed and next day, you know, it's, you're always up at the ground by nine o'clock the following day. It was, it was hard. <laughs> Yeah, if you've got yeah. if you've got a bowl twenty five overs, yeah. you're not gonna be doing it on a skinful.
0: No. No, quite right. Uh now after a question about Monty, we've now got a couple from him. Oh no. Um, <laughs> <laughs> if you could go back to nineteen ninety three and bowl a beamer at either one of your sons, which one would it be?
3: Ninety yeah, three. Oh, you mean my prime? <laughs> depend on who irritated me the most on, on, that, on that particular day. But I didn't bowl any beamer's deliberately, and it would never be a beamer. It'd be a bumper.
0: Oh, yeah. Well,
3: yeah. Def, definitely rise. be a Wouldn't be a beamer. So Monty. Uh,
0: yeah, so 21st of May, 8pm. Who are you bowling at? Who are you bowling at?
3: <laughs> uh, I'd probably bowled at Monty. Right. And his,
0: his follow-up question was Martin he's got a big head to hit <laughs> yeah his follow-up question was what do you want for your birthday
3: uh, <laughs> uh, I don't want my birthday
0: <laughs> um, Dan you got any I don't more? want anything we got, well I've got millions more to be fair uh,
2: what else do I have <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Uh yeah, I got one from Dominic Smith again. He snuck winning late. Um Would he have would you have selected Kevin Peterson for England after the Texan scandal? And how would he approach managing a team like a player like that in the dressing room?
1: It's done all right. He's got some a very thoughtful questions. questions. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we don't have to answer that one.
3: Um No. Go on. ah. No,
1: go on. No, I want to know the answer.
3: Yeah well no one knows what the text was about you know it could have been you know i was in a similar situation with the aussies i suppose but i never texted the aussies and say do you want to go for a drink um but you know cricket management's tough um you know there's a lot of personalities and in, in a dressing room and some of them are you know quite fiery um, characters, and they all—they're all on top of their game, and they're all got you know big personalities, and sometimes it's—it's it's hard to control. You—you you literally have to have a team sort of set up, and this is the way we're going to behave. Um, this is the way we're going to perform, and this is when we all do it together. And, you, and it's almost got to be a system of trust. And and once that system's broken, which it was in this case, then that. Completely throws the team's mantra out the window. So I understand how they dealt with it and why they did it, um, you know, bec- because they were, tr- they were creating a culture. Um, so you've got to also remember that no one person is bigger than the game. So, yeah. yeah. Um,
2: That's funny. I suppose at that level, you're literally, you're, you're always running on a, on a tightrope all the time, really. I mean, you, you have a month, two months where you're, say, out of Fortum in inverted brackets. You might be out of the team. Whereas in other sports, that wouldn't happen. Do you know what I mean? You, 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 yeah. but you I mean, with, with cricket, it's, it, it's very easy. You could just be dropped out of the team. And you, there's a lot of pressure, lots of pressure in those dressing rooms.
3: Oh, absolutely. It's um, it's dog eat dog. And, you know, and all the, everyone is... Usually all come from different counties. They'll always have opinions of mm-hmm. someone at their county who's performing well. And they'll always say, oh, you keep your eye out for him. So they're always... Trying to nudge their mates forward at the same time, you know, <laughs> you know, you really need to just be. It's hard to stay on top of your game for as, as as long as say what Broad and Anderson have done, and I think central contracts have made a massive difference. You know, they've been able to monitor their work- workload. When I when I played, I remember my my opening spell um, in Test match cricket was thirteen over opening spell. Yeah. You know, and Wouldn't that, that be- was me for, literally for the rest of the day. I was like. Oh, blimey. <laughs> what, was that? what was that like though, Matt? Was that just pure, pure adrenaline? Oh, it was adrenaline. I remember after the test match, I had to drive from um, Nottingham to Birmingham to play in a, a NatWest Trophy semi-final. Um, the following day, 10 o'clock start in those days. I remember leaving the test match. I'd stopped four times on the hard shoulder because I was so mentally tired. Yeah, I eventually I got... Birmingham, mean, and all the guys wanted to talk about the test match, and you know what was it like? And I literally had to say to them, "Guys, can we do this tomorrow? I am so tired. I'm going to bed." Um, and it was, it just drained you mentally. That was that was the thing that I noticed most was just how mentally tough it was. I guess you got the build up
1: to it as well, not just the five days.
3: Yeah, there was a lot of press um, around me for that test match, obviously, against Australia. Um, It might have been easier playing against India or Pakistan or the West Indies, but when you're playing against people that you actually went to the Queer Academy with, and, you know, there was a a lot of upheaval in the Australian press and a lot of banter between the Aussies and the English. um, Can
2: you imagine what would happen now? Like, imagine now it would be... Brutal. I, I couldn't imagine that happening now. So actually, thinking about you having to go through that must have been crazy. Actually, no,
3: it wasn't too bad. Here, it was when, when we went to Australia. The series 94-95. That was tough mm. mentally. That was tough. Um, well, when you, I remember getting off the plane in Perth, and um, the the bloke that checks your passport just, just you know standing there went bloody traitor. And you think, hang on, welcome to Australia, <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah. and that's what it was like for the next two and a half months. Yeah.
2: Crazy. Did you ever have a chat with what that? English was was guy Who did it? It was, it was an English guy and he went up, I think he played one test. Uh, Pat, but James Darren Pattinson? Yeah. Pattinson, yeah. 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 Wasn't he an Aussie you played for England? With James is his brother,
0: isn't he?
3: Yeah. What yeah, James Pattinson's brother and Darren was Yorkshire. And play that one test. Um, yeah.
0: That's crazy. But
3: I kind of paved the way for the Craig Whites, the Alamalallis and the Holyoke boys.
1: Yeah. You know, they,
3: they didn't get any of the stick that I got. No. You know? no.
0: Amazing. Taking a compliment on the thought, Martin. Yeah, that's
2: it. <laughs> well,
0: yeah. <laughs> Big enough and ugly enough to take it on the team. There we go. <laughs> um, a couple more here. You can probably tackle them all as one. Who is the guy you most liked playing against and the guy you least liked playing against? That could be from a chat point of view or just their skills or
3: whatever it is. Um, it, could, it could be anyone on your day, isn't it, really? Um, the the batsman that I enjoyed watching the most um not much much fun bowling to him was was probably mark war um he just had seemed to have so much time and when you when you're running in and you know you're bowling quick and a bloke's just standing there and just knocking it around the corner and just stand up nice and tall and you think i'm never going to get this bloke out Mm -hmm. um and that's that's so frustrating that you know you're bowling heat and the bloke's just yeah that was pretty easy It just made it look easy and that that, that that's tough <laughs> um yeah. the, the one the the one that really always fired me up um I loved bowling against Athers i loved bowling against Atherton um when he was playing for lancashire mm. uh, I got him out a few times, which is always nice but you know when you're when he's England captain you just you you want to try and put on a show so
0: yeah um, well, i suppose so yeah did you yeah him. Did you fancy yourself against him then as well
3: oh I, you know I, I just just at the time you know he was playing against you know donald and yeah. and people like that so it was always a good uh, and it was all well documented how he played him at trent bridge and down in johannesburg and, and places like that and you you kind of know that if you if you can sort of work at that level, then you, you, there's your gauge. So that's it. Kind of works like that to to you sort of gauge yourself against other bowlers. I mean, I played in an era when there were some frightening, frightening fast bowlers. Yeah, um, and you never knew how quick you were, if you know what I mean. You, just, you could only gauge it by watching them or facing them and going, "Oh dear." <laughs> <laughs> and then someone would say to you, you know, you're, a quick, you're just as quick as them. And you go, really? Okay, fine. I'll take it as a compliment. Yeah, yeah for sure. Um,
0: one that I just came up with as I was listening to you a couple of minutes ago talked about the fatigue after a test match. How does a test match differ? I suppose, is it mostly mentally from a four day game? How does it, it differ to imagine it's not just that extra day?
3: I think it's adrenaline. I do. I think you just, um, you just, you know, you're, you're bowling every ball um, as it's as hard as you can. Right. When you're batting, you're focused as hard as you can. I think in four-day cricket at county level, you, because you, have, you know it's such a long season, you have to sort of pace yourself a little and you have to pick your moments when you're going to bowl the quick spell. Mm-hmm. Um so that's that's for me is a massive difference. On a on a four day game opening a bowling first day at Canterbury, you'll yes, you'll charge in and if you get a few poles, then you'll keep charging in. But if you don't, then you've got to back off a bit and conserve a bit of energy for the next spell, you know. Whereas test match cricket, you are on it from ball one all day. So there's no backing off. So that that's Probably the main difference. Mm-hmm. It, it wears you out mentally and physically. Yeah.
2: Hey Michael, just a quick question. Why Kent? Why do you end up why end up Kent?
3: I was um, I was playing for West Australia, and the the coach of West Australia, Dale Foster, was brought over to um, to coach Kent. Uh, he also knew that I had a um, a British passport. So when he came to Kent and saw there wasn't much of a fast filing resource, he said, "This and I've got this young lad in Australia who can walk straight into your team, um, and it'd be a good experience for him to sort of improve as a player. Um, and literally, um, I was here, with, you know, the, he rang me and said, listen, get your stuff together. Um, you're coming to England. I went where I had to look up Kent on the on the map <laughs> And "Oh, you know, Yeah okay fine and So You know Three days later I was at Kent And um, wow. I was still here Still here 30 years later Yeah
1: mm-hmm.
3: Good job he made that call Mac <laughs> Yeah
2: <definitely>. oh,
1: Yeah <laughs> I suppose But <laughs> well, you wouldn't have met You wouldn't have met Dan otherwise
2: Yeah yeah, yeah. yeah I think mean, I've already <laughs> talked about The first time we met Mac batting together
3: but Yeah I kept I'll tell you what, when, when Higgs, he, John Higgs said to me, come down and do some coaching at, at Harwich, I remember him saying to me, there's this spotty little kid, just be mindful, he dribbles a little bit. <laughs> 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 Daniel, you'll, he, you'll know him straight away. <laughs> 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 Only joking, Dan. <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Class. Um, yeah. Any favourite grounds other than Canterbury that you played at? Uh, Le- Leeds Le- yeah let's let's open this up to club and, and professional cricket oh,
3: right. um, oh god <laughs> played so many games yeah. uh, um, I used to, I mean I didn't I liked the oval playing at the oval mm-hmm. Um, I didn't necessarily like lords much I didn't it really wasn't my thing just the, the grand, grandeur and the splendor when there's only eighty feet, 85 people there it just doesn't feel the same um, and when you've lost three Lords finals for Kent there it doesn't quite have the same uh, thing um, yeah the Oval I love playing at the Oval um, quick wicket um, always pretty flat but yeah loved loved bowling and batting there um, mm. Uh, club cricket probably my favourite ground I love the moat yeah I loved playing cricket for Kent at the moat and um, yeah it's a real shame they don't play there anymore I just loved when the marquees were up and you had all the people sitting up in the bank yeah, it just a great atmosphere loved it and I still go to the moat and I still have fond memories of it so yeah. did you play that's the- when uh, Andrew Simons was playing wasn't it
0: yeah, yeah, that kind of era. Yeah, yeah. Did you? Would you have played in the uh, the sort of ninety all out, hundred all out game, whatever it was, when it attracted the the points deduction?
3: No, I I, I didn't didn't play in that game. Um, it was after I'd finished. Okay. So yeah.
0: yeah, it was a big
1: thing, wasn't it? It was a big thing. I used to go after school. Obviously, we could just walk across the road. Yeah, it's like a big cricket week, wasn't it?
3: Yeah, it was, it was great fun playing that cricket week. I, I didn't look much like the Neville. I didn't like Tunbridge Wells. I mean. It's just... No, the one thing I did, everyone says to me, oh, Tunbridge Wells Festival Week. But all you heard as a player was everyone would turn up late. They'd never be there for the start. Then all you'd hear the rest of the afternoon was plates being clattered around. Mm. And quite frankly, people weren't interested in watching cricket. Mm. It was just there to have their lunch and their tea. Mm. And get jolly drunk and, and I just hated that. You know and I thought, hang on. I'm that, yeah. here to reform And <laughs> it's like they're not really paying attention. <laughs> you're,
2: the side, you're the side note a little bit, yeah. The side show. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah. The 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 cricket was just sort of there as a yeah, a side show, yeah, you're right. Yeah. yeah. Right.
2: But well, like the, oh, the most people were there to watch, weren't
3: they? Yeah, they were. You could see the people. There wasn't as many marquees and you know, people were there to watch cricket and I loved them sitting on the bank. And mm. I mean, I remember eagerly getting that 100 off 40 balls. I mean, the whole, that place lit up on a Sunday. That was fantastic to watch. You know, um, I got my first 100 for Kent at the moment in a second turn game. Um, so, yeah, you know, I've got fond memories of it.
1: And, and you got a famous, lead, leads to a famous six, uh, 2020 win. A couple of years back.
3: In the dark. Well, oh. <laughs> yeah, it was, uh, it was to turn the motor over, it was, it was a good achievement, especially because we didn't, we didn't really get enough runs. But I remember Matty Mustelboll on a fantastic spell, and then Sarav taking the most unbelievable catch.
0: That's and we just. Yeah.
3: Scribham, Sorry? Scriver Scri- took a scream at one hander. Right, really late in the game, they, they took two yes. amazing catches at long on and long off. And it's like. Mm. How has that just happened? <laughs> I was on the side. But of my- it's only so. On. Sorry, it's,
1: it's only it's only with cricket that you know Martin's got the same memories, uh, same ground, but different memories. One Mark Elam getting forty or hundred bo- uh, hundred or forty balls, and the other Sir Evan Scrivo taking a <laughs> screamer. But it's only, it's only well, cricket. It's only yeah. cricket. That's you know. That's yeah.
3: It's funny, uh, Facebook's such an amazing thing. I put something on Facebook the other day, and it came up. Um, uh, Leeds and Broomfield, under-13s, were playing against Marden. And I remember Marden, at the time, had all their, like, the Kent under-13, half of the Kent under-13 squad, and they were, they were a good team. And we only made 85, and the score was 74 for, 0, uh, 74 for, for three. And we, one lad who was an under-11... Came on and took five wickets in an over, and Sarav took a blinder at Martin. And they lost seven for naught. We won the game, and I'll <laughs> never forget that game. <laughs> seven for naught they lost, and it all happened from Sarav taking a blinder. And I, I think Sarav wouldn't mind me saying that under thirteens he wasn't the best fielder in the world. But <laughs> this catch, wow! <laughs> it still sticks in my mind.
0: <laughs> oh, amazing. Um... Yeah, well it's been amazing to hear these stories. Have we've got any more from Dan or Chris? Chris?
1: Oh mate, I could spend all day asking questions. Yeah, uh, That's what I'm worried about, yeah. We've we'll, been around. We'll uh, have to yeah. will we'll, we'll have to get Macca back on.
2: Yeah. I just want to say just before we go Maca, and there's a bit of a running theme with all of these podcasts when we think back about the different people who've come on and how much they've given to the club and actually helped us individually the group. Uh I mean with you, it's exactly the same. Uh, everything you've done for us as players, as for the club. Even I remember when I was at Harrington uh, Village Hall and you came along to do the award ceremony and gave us all bats, and you gave our bubble bats. I, I still remember that. And the Legends Days, you've you've uh, organised everything you've done. I think across the board, everyone at the club just wants to say thank you for for that, mate. So thanks. No,
3: not a problem. Um... I'm still here to help so don't think because I'm not playing that I'm not here to help so hundred no, no. percent, Leeds prosper and um, yeah I'll still be around beautiful no, I'd, no. I'd echo that and I think
1: uh, I remember say it, Sammy saying just how uh, we, we, we don't really know how lucky we've been to play with uh, with you uh, a test cricketer so I think I think uh, the club has definitely come on leaps and bounds because
3: of because of you
2: that.
3: Well, I think it's, I think it's not me. It's just, it's been a, a lot of people pulling together and with a, you know, a, a good committee, a good drive. And i they've come to me, you know, with suggestions over the years and hope, thankfully I've been able to help, you know, put these matches together and get people to come that, you know, obviously still keep in touch with with the old boys and, you know, and I, 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 the one thing for me from those days, I remember the first one Dan, I was batting with you Dan and um, yeah. was it Yasser Arafat? Yeah <laughs> oh, that is. Probably best shot and
2: decade that one
3: <laughs> <laughs> I'll never forget it he, he said to me have you, have, did you have a drink and I said I've had two bottles of red during the, the interval, Yasser so please take it easy on me and he said what about him and I went no he has not had a drink <laughs> 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 he let you have it
2: yeah I'm, I'm, I played a cover uh, the first two balls I missed because it was too quick Gordon Greenwich saying oh he's bowling quick today boy behind him he was keeping next one he's bowled me another half volley you haven't really seen it but he's hit the middle of my bat it has gone for four I figure I'm in here as I'm taking my guard I'm looking down I'm still thinking about that shot I look up and he's in his bowling visit. he's on the popping crease I've obviously uh, yeah and next one he's, he's bowled at my head <laughs> Gloves. <to
3: pocket. laughs> oh they, they were good days those they were really good days yes yeah, t- t- t-
2: you always did well in the last year's game actually after of bottles of uh, red or the uh, yeah,
3: practice the
0: mate, practice yeah. <laughs> right lads let's uh, let's tie this up but martin'll we'll, uh we'll give you the opportunity to, is there anything you want to say um before we uh before we t- tie this up as i say
3: No, um, just good luck to everyone this season. If you do get out there, Um, and yeah, it's been a pleasure, you know, playing with you guys, training with you guys, and you know, teaching you guys over the years. And um, looking forward to many more this time on the sideline. Uh, Barry, can you in giving you stick, and and obviously giving you oppo stick as well. Yeah,
0: even from just a personal point of view, um, the words you've given me over the years have been. game changing to say the least Um, and I think from around the club I think everyone's won't ever really communicate their gratitude but I think it's a big thank you from everyone Uh, thanks for coming on tonight and enjoyed it well what was it 13 years of club cricket at Leeds I think something like that Um, is it that many (laughs) it's it's around then 12, 13 something like that since you rocked up that day at Hunting. (laughs) (laughs) um so yeah that's that's goodbye from us martin thanks for coming along goodbye from luck no. and dan good night thank you very much. Late for and chris davis cheers maxi cheers all and that's been another trip down burberry lane